Good morning, everybody. Hope everyone's Monday is off to a great start. If you're kind of shocked that you're hearing my voice on a Monday instead of a Friday, well, you need to get with the times because starting this week, we will be uploading episodes of the Unemployed Guys podcast every Monday, and that's how it's going to go on from here on out. So get ready. It's going to be a good time on today's show. We're pretty much just filling the air for the first 25 minutes or so, making lots of jokes, and then the last half of the episode, we do some reviews. Well, I should say Tom does some reviews on the new movie Downhill and The Call of the Wild, and then at the end, we have our movie of the month discussion on the best picture winner, Parasite. Get ready. Here we go. Fartception. Hey, Sean. Are we actually starting? Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Unemployed Guys podcast. I am one half of your Fartception love-making duo, Sean Young. And here, wearing his bright neon orange Detroit Tigers shirt is... Luke Chaconis. Hey, gang. <laughs> That's I, me. I always like making you say your name. I say it fast. I, know. I just spit it out like that. I got, it's like I got, I got cars to sell. Get them off the lot. <laughs> hey, it's our 69th episode. Nice, nice. Yeah, let's nice. make, let's make the, let's make the sex joke. As many you know? as you guys want in the next minute. Go. That's R- what she said. Porn. Tom's here. Hey, Tom. Happy oh. 69th to you. Wait, was thank that a you. Joke? That's it. I don't know. That thank was you. one of the jokes. Tom. Happy to be back. Hey, it's our first time being back in a few weeks, all of us, and it's our 69th episode of this show. For real. Isn't yeah. that, that kind of neat? It is so nice. It is so nice. Honestly, we could end it after today. We could end it after today, and I'd be so happy if it, we ended on 69 and that was it. There's still a chance. Who knows? I think we'd all be happy to end on a 69. Ah, uh, yes, we would. Yes, 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 we would. Also, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hey, um, gang, this episode, not only is it our, once again, 69th, (laughs) but um, it's going to be, it's a Monday. We're doing it on Mondays now. We're going to try Mondays, releasing episodes for the next few weeks. See how it goes. We're doing a little experiment. Give people a positive start to the week. Yes, yes, yes. We don't want to ruin. That's assuming they think of this podcast in a positive way. I do not, but maybe (laughs) they do. Good for them if they do. Uh, no, yeah. So Mondays, we're going to see how that goes. You start, we, we were saying at first you would start your weekend with us. Now you're starting your week with us, which I think you need to have some laughs going into work. Yes. So you put on us. Yes. You put us on ice. Yes. And that's that. Yeah. Um, beyond that, we're going to talk about the movie Parasite today. Yeah. Because that was our February movie of the month. We've all seen it. We're all parasites in our own mm-hmm. way. And uh, yeah, we're going to get to that a little later on in the episode. Tom's going to review a couple flicks. He saw The Call of the Wild. I did. And Downhill. I did. Tom only sees the best and the brightest movies here <laughs> at the Unemployed Guys podcast. So thank God we've got our man in the field. Um, so yeah, that's what we'll be I talking sacrifice about. Sacrifice my time for the listeners. I like that. And more importantly, the viewers of this podcast. You can't forget the viewers. <laughs> all about the viewers. They're small. They're like the. Uh, they're like the Marines. The few and the proud, but mm. they are our viewers. So. And there's only two. There's only two. <laughs> yep. So there's only two. So yeah. But anyways, hey, how's everyone's week been going? Good. Excellent. I had an excellent weekend. Yeah. Did you? Lots of fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, do tell. Don't just bury the lead. Sure. I went. I had out, a great weekend. I'm not gonna talk yeah. about. <laughs> I went out for dinner on Friday night with my sister and brother. And his wife, we had sushi, and then we went and had beers 
at Hopleaf, and then the next morning I went out and had lunch with them at Rex Italian, and it was delicious. And then last night I hung out with my friend Dave, and we went down to the Goose Island Brew House and had some beers and dinner. And then we went out to a bar and watched the Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder this boxing guy, match. This guy is busy. busy I'm a social busy. butterfly, man. I was in bed by ten o'clock on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> I. Uh, I rented at Astra and I didn't watch it. That was how my Saturday <laughs> night went. Uh, okay, d- d- uh, how was that fight by the way? It was super entertaining. Give us the uh, give, us, give us the play by play. Um, Fury dominated from the first bell immediately out, charged right at Wilder, got right up in his grill, and just <laughs> just kept hitting him. Yep. Just kept punching him. That's and boxing. That's folks. boxing, folks. <laughs> uh, that's my professional analysis. <laughs> but no, he. Um, Fury, even though he's like the big, so he's he's a real big guy, real big guy. He's six eight, like two seventy, two eighty, um, when he's in shape. Wilder is more of he's shorter, and by shorter, I mean he's only six four, mm. but he's more of a like cut ripped guy, mm-hmm. and he's like two forty, and he's not a great. He's known as not a great boxer. He's like known as a great puncher. He's got like this huge right hand. He just knocks everybody out when he hits mm. them. And in their this this fight was a rematch. The first fight. He did knock down Tyson Fury towards the end, or he knocked him down twice. One was a real big hit towards the end of the fight, um, but he didn't knock him out. He got back up before the 10 count, mm-hmm. and then Fury had Instagram. pretty much dominated that fight, um, and it ended up being a draw. So this was a rematch, and both of them were undefeated coming, still coming into this rematch. And from the get-go, Fury was just on him, and he's like more technically sound. He's a better boxer, not just a puncher. And he Wilder couldn't hit Fury, and then I think either towards the end of the second round or in the third round, uh, Fury got a huge punch in on the left side, like kind of the back of his head on his ear, uh, ear of Wilder, and Wilder was bleeding from his ear, like inside his ear Ugh. for the la- like the next three and a half That's rounds. And you could tell after that, like he didn't have his feet or his balance, and his punching power just wasn't there. You could just tell, like, his, it's like his equilibrium yeah. was off. He just didn't have it in him. Yeah. And eventually, his cor- in, like, the middle of the seventh round, his corner threw in the towel and stopped it. Just... And you could see Wilder go to his corner and be like, why did you do that? And his trainer, who's, like, been his trainer forever, like, years and years, was like, your ear, man. We just couldn't Dude, let you go through it anymore. Like, basically, yeah. <laughs> Dude, you don't like, have an ear. And he your ended up getting stitches here. in his ear. Oh. So I don't know if he, like, ruptured his eardrum or what, oh. but he was – you could see it – bleeding like from his like literally like dripping from so his it wasn't, ear it wasn't like brain bleeding no no no, no. he was cut like blood. something it inside wasn't that brain it was blood? something inside his ear got cut because he ended up getting stitches um but yeah so oh, that was nothing it. worse than the brain ooze yeah would you guys if you guys could take and it, oh i don't know if you've seen it but there's a great gif of like when they're clenched like Fury's like mouth or like head is like on the left sh- shoulder blade of Wilder, mm-hmm. and he does like this little tongue flick, you know, and like <laughs> oh. licks like doesn't like lick up the blood, but like touches Wilder's like blood and sweat on his shoulder. It was bizarre. You could see it in real time. Like the camera just happened to be right there, and it was crazy because everyone in the bar was like, "Oh my god, that's weird and crazy." Uh, what is the sport and of then, boxing becoming? Yeah. <laughs> It's Floyd great. Mayweather steps away and people are bleeding out of yeah. their ears and licking each other's shoulders. I'm con- I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm a very casual boxing fan. I don't watch every big match or whatever. And I only watch this one because my friend Dave happened to text me earlier in the day and was like, hey, do you want to go watch this? And I was like, sure. And But Fury is a great character. He's like an out there. He's British. 
he's just like he's British. Yeah, he's British. he just says uh, wild things and like, but like in a fun way. In his post-fight interview, he took the microphone from the guy interviewing him in the ring and like answered the question and then took the microphone and karaoke uh, Don McLean's American oh, Pie that, yeah. and. It was what? crazy. And he just kept going. And the broadcast was just showing it. This man knows that this is uh, boxing and not, also, not world wrestling yeah. entertainment, correct? Yeah. Okay, and, good. But honestly, though, boxing needs that kind of stuff, especially well, yeah. the heavyweight Characters. division. But yeah. And you should see his entrance. He got carried out I on a literal that. throne, like mm-hmm. a chair on top of a platform. Very Apollo yeah. Creed-esque. Yeah. It, it was, a, it was like. a cool, cool huh. entrance. All right. So boxing is becoming more of the WWE. That's great. It was part of it. Yeah, it was a fun show. It was a fun show. Uh, if you guys could, if you could train, have the money, do whatever to be either a mixed martial artist or a boxer, what would you choose? Oh boy, um, uh, I'd be the trainer. Uh, <laughs> was that not an option? Because <laughs> I thought that's what you said. I would be the spectator. I would. Uh, yeah, what do you think? I don't know, cause like neither of these things appeal to me in the slightest. <laughs> I don't. I so, just don't want to get hit. Uh, I mean, like I yeah. getting hit sounds awful. I think I, I don't want to get. I've got a headache right now. I don't. I say that with I the would, least amount of confidence. I ever. would go boxing because at least the only thing I'm gonna get hit with are fists. Yeah. I don't want to get hit in the head with a knee. True or kicked or yeah. like and all that have grappling and wrestling and yeah. i also don't want to get like my shins kicked or like my yeah. legs kicked none of it sounds pleasant. also i have this fear of like my ankles just breaking or snapping and i don't want anything kicking or anything around that area mm. so i'm gonna go i would go boxing, boxing fair. i think i'd go mma just because I have a bit of a wrestling background. Um, I wrestled in high school. It's really not a big deal or anything. I was like six and six throughout my career. It's really I'm not bragging <laughs> How many years did you play? What's that? How many how many years did I how many years did I play wrestling? Yes. Uh, I, I played I played wrestling for two years. Okay. And then um and you, yeah, and you had twelve <laughs> matches in, in two years? Uh, that's pretty that's pretty That sounds about right. I didn't wrestle much my junior year because I hurt my back and like i couldn't even like bend over to like like put the cover on someone i know it's not 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 you an actual the, cover uh, like in, in wrestling. wrestling you know how like when they do the cover when they go you, cover one oh. two and, when and, you play wrestling and, do you in, cover in 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 real wrestling not wwe wrestling you would like cut like if it's hard to explain without doing a visual aid and but the, luckily the viewers will be able to pick yes, up yeah, on they it. got it so it'd be like you'd go you would the, the person would be sitting down on their knees you would go kind oh, of yeah, behind them so, oh yeah, yeah and then yeah, they would try to stand up and you have to try to keep them down yeah. you try to uh, punch in their arm and break it in but i couldn't even bend over to do the cover to keep them down that's what i was getting at oh man why didn't you bend down you'd be the bottom <laughs> because i in that situation wouldn't had to have been because there was like something with rules. I don't even remember the rules. Do you rules. get to choose? Actually, if you're I didn't. I really didn't know many of the rules. I also didn't know much of the technique, but I had pretty good endurance, which is why I was able to hold my own for at least fifty percent of the matches. Oh, again, that's I something. Went, this is again, a, this again, is I went six and six. This is um, exciting. He gets to be on top, and he yeah. has endurance. He has inter- endurance. That's pretty good. So yeah, that's now, why. Did that's you, Jordan for sixty nine? Did you yeah. also have endurance on 69. the bottom? Uh, when you were on the bottom and somebody else is on top, did you also have endurance? I'm trying to think. What was harder to keep someone down or try to go up? That's uh, uh, it's always the simple question yeah, of what yeah. is harder. I yeah. Think who is harder? Who is harder? <laughs> the referee watching. Uh, it was. Okay. It was. Yeah. The referee and then you was were in very high school. Attract. This yes. is. This is. No, this was just a. This was just a league affiliated. Oh, it's like just, Fight Club. No, no, no. It wasn't. It was. It was a Craigslist ad we found. For oh. 
watched. Some said some some forty year old man said, "Please come and wrestle in my basement." Was it just called Craig's Fight Club? <laughs> Craig's Club. Craig's some... Craigslist. Craigslist Fight Club. Club. Craigslist Fight Club. Craig's uh, Fight Club list. Craig's Craig's Club. No, I wrestled in high school. I was I think it was my sophomore and junior year, and uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, you didn't senior year? No, I because by junior year I was like I'm getting hurt a lot. <laughs> so I was like this <laughs> sucks, and then and then junior year was when I made the switch and I went very. Uh, I was like, I'm going to be an actor. So that's what I yeah. did. And then actually juniors, I think when I stopped playing both baseball and wrestling. Now I need to change one. So by the way, we can tell our listeners this now. Next week, we're going to be doing some trivia. More on that later. But oh, that yeah. was one of the questions in the trivia was, uh, what sport other than baseball did I play in high school? Oh. Would you have gotten that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I guess we... I wouldn't have said basketball. <laughs> no, yeah, God, no, please, for the love uh, of and God, And I know you no. didn't play football. No, so. for the love of God, no, yeah. So and f- I know you didn't do track either. That's true. That was one of the, I think the, it was a multiple choice one because and the options were I think golf, lacrosse, track, and like swimming. Because the answer was rest, or wrestling, but yeah, baseball and track are in the same season. Process so you elimination. Ha- you, have to, you have to choose one. Very of the nice. Uh, so for our listeners, we can tell them this now as we're just rambling and enjoying the 69th episode because we've we've earned it, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Mm. Next week is going to be when we release the episode on Monday. That'll be Monday, March second, and that will be the week of my birth. And I can't think of a better way to celebrate my birthday than having my pals playing trivia that centers all around me. So next week on the podcast, when you listen to it a week from Monday, Monday the 2nd, Mm -hmm. we'll be doing trivia centered all around me, yours truly, Luchikonis. And that's it really quick again for you. And thank you. And not only will it be your buddies. But mm-hmm. it will also yep. be. Yep, I think I th- I'm going to just announce this now, and yeah, hopefully, it. hopefully it holds up. Not only will will it be a member of uh, friends playing, family is playing too. As of now, my father, who Sean has had many beefs with, mm-hmm. and my brother mm-hmm. are going to come on the podcast, and we're going to do a tag team match. It'll be family versus friends, and we'll see who knows more. The man who brought me into this world. Well, the man who says he will take me out, that could be Tom. Uh, it's definitely it's Tom. Definitely, it's, it's I, not, it's, it's, I could care less. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, no, it'll be fun. We're going to do some birthday trivia next week to uh, celebrate my 25th. Wow. And as I, I was telling Tom before we started recording, you don't feel like an egomaniac until you make trivia questions by all yourself. about by yourself, all, <laughs> all about, about yourself. yourself. That's when you know you feel like peak <laughs> egomaniac. You're like, oh. Something has gone very askew in this life. Uh, how does it feel now that you're at this stage? How does it feel to be more than 25% done with your life? When you phrase like that, that's mm. kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel fine. Yeah, I, 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 I don't... The whole quarter-life crisis thing, I don't really buy yeah, into that. Yeah, I didn't that. have that. I, I don't buy into that. Maybe people do, and if they do, that's, you know... To it. Did you have a quarter-life crisis? Uh, I have I have a I have an every-year crisis on my birthday. <laughs> really? Absolutely. Is that do. true? Yeah. I, I have panic hmm. attacks on my birthday. Interesting. I don't know why. They just happen. Mm. Are you this year Dirty 30? No. <laughs> yes, you are. Maybe. Yeah, yes, he is. He is. <laughs> do you want me to tell your age? I'm sorry. Sean is uh, 11. <laughs> your parents, 69! Your parents need to come pick you up. It's time for you to go home. You've got school in the morning. That's Mommy, I can't pay rent. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I haven't, in terms of, I mean, it's still a week or two away, technically, but I haven't, no, I'm feeling pretty happy these days, so. That's good. I always do, too, yeah. before my birthday. And then the day of, you, <laughs> you kind of shut down. I always feel really good the day before. The day before you feel good? <laughs> yeah. And the actual day, not so much? What mm-hmm. about the day after? The day after is literally just another day. What is the best birthday you've ever had? 
I think I know mine. That's pretty easy. I know mine too. My, I'd say probably my twenty first was pretty. Yeah. It lived up to the hype. Uh, I actually don't remember what year it was for my birthday, but that was the trip that I took to Ohio when we saw I saw the A's play mm-hmm. in Cleveland on my birthday, which is July fourth, and the A's won, mm-hmm. and then it was a day game. And after that, we drove down to Canton and went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame that, oh, awesome. that evening. That's so, good. And that was the summer that it was like a, a couple weeks before. That was the same summer that Jerry Rice, my favorite player ever, mm-hmm. was going into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So, like, they had a display and stuff. That's really him cool. And, yeah. That is a birthday right up your alley. Yeah. Yep. That's a really good Sean, one. Sean, do you think of one? Oh, absolutely not. Oh, okay. Great. No, I... I... <laughs> so, the, the problem is, my, most of the time, my birthday lands right during finals weeks. So, like, when I was in school, mm-hmm. it was always during finals week. Yeah. I never went out. My 21st birthday, I sat at home, did nothing, because I was studying for mm. four finals the next day. Um, Not I, said the March era. Yeah, that's the great thing about a summer birthday, especially a holiday. March, March was yeah. always yeah. free to do fun things. It's you know, easy mine's, to like an things. Early, mine's like the earliest summer birthday, because it's yeah. May 2nd. So it's like, yeah, you, that sucks in terms of the schooling thing. At least what you have going for is you have the potential to have good weather. There's never, hardly ever good weather the first week of March. Yeah, you have yeah, great weather sure. on yeah. your birthday, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, my 21st birthday was pretty dope. We had a party at school and my family came down, had some friends come down. It was just a, I had a lot of fun that night, I remember. Mm-hmm. It was mission accomplished. It was just a, it was a good party. I'd we were there. We were. It we was. Were I, he was the man. The man. I lived sitting, with him at the time. Yeah, yes, so yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> were you there? I was there. Yeah, at my I house. Was, I wasn't there. Um, but yeah, no. So yeah. All right. Birthdays are fun. Look, we've got a lot to talk no, about no. today. And when I say we've got a lot to talk about, we really don't have a ton to talk about today. So <laughs> I have a lot to talk. Tom about Tom has today. a lot to talk about. I've already talked a lot about of movies. Fight. Saw some movies. Yeah, you're gonna take the episode over from here. Great. So what do you want to review first? Which movie? We'll go in order of which I saw them. Okay. Yeah. So I saw. In the back-to-back weeks, mm-hmm. I saw Downhill, okay. and then uh, I saw... Actually, it was all in one week, because it was after we had taped the episode. And then... So I saw Downhill, and then I saw the night you guys taped last week's episode, I saw The Call of the Wild. Okay. Um, downhill, uh, starring Will Ferrell, Mary Louise Dreyfus. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Julia, Julia. Yeah. I don't know if I said Mary. Jerry. Jerry, Jerry Rice. Right. Jerry, Jerry Louis Rice. Rice. Will Ferrell, Jerry Julia Rice. Julia Louis Dreyfus. It's the new... Uh, and, Will, uh, and Will Montana. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like a comedy... It's a comedy drama. Uh, it centers on like this... Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus and Will Ferrell play a husband and wife. And they go on vacation to a, a ski trip in Austria... And there, it's the premise is that Will Ferrell's kind of dealing with his father's death, like eight months in the past, and um, he's still like having, you know, dealing with it in various ways. And so, like, they took a trip, and they have two young teenage sons. I would say they're probably like twelve to fourteen range or whatever. And like, he, he's still sort of dealing with that. So they take this trip, you know, to like try and liven things up a little bit. And then, like, something happens on this trip that affects the whole family and specifically the rate relationship between the husband and wife you can i and think so, you can say what it is because it's in the trailer it's an avalanche yeah right? an so avalanche well it's it's yes it's an avalanche but it's not like an unplanned avalanche it's like a planned avalanche where oh, like the spoiler. ski resort they do that they, yeah it's a control it's what they call control yeah prevent avalanches. correct yeah. yes and an avalanche what happens is they're like on this deck of a restaurant yeah. that's on the slope mm-hmm. and the avalanche starts coming towards them and they think that it's going to come over them but 
it just goes under the deck, you yeah. know, because mm-hmm. the deck is elevated. Mm-hmm. But they get like the spray, yeah. like the mist of snow. Mm-hmm. And Will Ferrell's character, like when the avalanche is coming, runs away from the family. He's on like one side of the table and the wife and the kids are on the other. And she kind of huddles with the kids at the table. And then there's like just fallout of like yeah. how they behaved and like who, you know, they interpret the event differently. And, every, and then there's like, you know, because they're there it's not just one day at the resort they're there for like a whole week like other characters come in and out and how they all interact with those people um the movies the first half of the movie is very funny there are some legitimate laugh out loud moments and then the second half of the movie is like more of the drama aspect of it Mm -hmm. um it's a solid movie it's worth a watch it definitely has like that independent movie feel to it Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. like just you know, it takes place all like budget wise. There's not like a scene, cha- not a lot of scene changes. It takes place all on this mountain the entire trip. Yeah. And, but, and I think it was made by like a fairly well, independent. I'm pretty sure I saw that it went to like Sundance, yeah. which is usually a, I mean, right. Maybe not so much nowadays. Yeah. It used to be back in the day. Sundance was the place a lot of films mm-hmm. go, you know, smaller budgets to get picked up by a bigger right. studio. And I didn't know this before I watched it. I, I read this afterwards. It's a remake of a Swedish film oh, okay. called like The Force Majeure or something. M A J. Yeah, The Force Awakens. M A J E U R E. And um, it's good. I wish they would have committed one way or the other to being like more dramatic or more comedic. Because mm-hmm. to me, it kind of like rides the line of like splitting it down the middle or being like, you know foot in one camp and one foot in the other and i sort of prefer the split in those kind of movies to be more 75 25 than 50 50 yeah. yeah i just want it to be one more Pick than the side. other yeah and because i sort of like it when it's mostly one thing but you th- sprinkle in the elements of the other okay. and it sort of i feel like has a more profound effect that way rather like this movie i feel like it didn't know what it wanted to be mm-hmm. if whether it wanted to picked, be a comedy or a drama would you, if you could have picked it to just stay on one course the entire time would you have preferred to stay on the comedy aspect or the drama aspect um given everything you saw with the characters and the right. story, do you think it benefited well because it started out funny yeah. like i wanted it to stay funny like, and say, not that it didn't have funnier moments towards the end, but it just wasn't enough of it. Yeah. And so, like, I would have just also, preferred it to continue down that this path. This movie's really short. Yeah, it's so, like, only, it's, like... It's, like, even, it's, like, it's barely an hour and a half. Not even. Like, not even. Like it's like you called me afterwards, and you're like, yeah, yeah I'm like, it's I'm like an out. hour and 15, maybe even 10 minutes. That's insane. It's very short. That's, it's, like, 70, 75 minutes. Short. Yeah, it's, like, an hour... It might have been an hour, like, an hour 12. <laughs> Remember but, when we talked about? Do you remember we talked about that one time on our yeah, episode? Yeah, it was an hour I, like, long. I looked it up and I was like, "Sixty minutes? Absolutely, it is." <laughs> they, that ten, fifteen, uh, hour fifteen is with previews. Yeah, it's an hour long. All right, so to summarize here, if you had to give it a, uh, a rating on a scale of one to ten downhill, what would you give it? I'll give it a seven. Okay, that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, ironically enough, we saw seven. We saw that's pretty high. It seems yeah. like high. It's like a solidly made movie. Like the acting's yeah. good. Like do you think the content need to rush is out good? To see it? No, God no. Okay, interesting. No, no. What is what is uh, so far? I wouldn't even guys... say you have to go see it in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. You know, wait for it. But if you, you like those characters or those actors, go see it. Whatever, you'll enjoy yourself. Do you know your lowest rating so far for a movie yet? Of this like year? ever? Like no, like the the movies you guys have gone to. Like what? Has anybody ever rated something like a two or a three? My spy was pretty uh, not great. Yeah, I mean, of the five movies I've seen of twenty twenty so far, My Spy is lowest on the list. I've only seen three. I wouldn't give it a two though. I'd probably give it. Like I think a, I had like a three. 
Yeah, I'd probably give it like a four. Now, if we saw movies like yeah. Fantasy Island or The Boy 2, yeah. maybe we're changing our tune. Uh, those just getting horrifically shit on it, just critics and box office all together. But, um, yeah, I mean, th- I mean, I've only seen three movies this year for 2020 releases, and I think the highest out of that, I guess technically might be Birds of Prey, and I'd probably get it like a seven. I just haven't seen a lot of movies, and also there's not yeah. a ton... I've like been Jones into see, but I was right. It's say also about, well, it's the slow season yeah. for movies. I was gonna say Downhill though was the one movie actually out of My Spy, Birds of Prey, and Downhill that was the one I wanted mm-hmm. to see the most and I couldn't see it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, and then so okay, Downhill you gave a seven yeah. out of ten. Great. Like, I, I also real quick. Yeah. I also think I'm not even though I, you know, like movies and stories in general or whatever. I think the real target audience for the movie of Downhill is like parents, yeah, and couples. wives and husbands because you like. You'll, I think the the family dynamic mm-hmm. will have like a much more profound effect on someone who is in that situation. Okay. Fair enough. Sense. Now, did you relate more to the Call of the Wild because you are an old man yeah, who paddles the same in, age as Harrison Ford in, in rowboats with a dog, <laughs> a CGI dog, nonetheless. Yes. So why don't you give us that? I'll be. I'm going to say so, right now, full disclosure. I could have cared less about. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, absolutely. I, the only I, reason I, I, I went to see less. this movie yeah, is. I mean, I love Harrison Ford. Did you want to see it? No, I will oh, never see it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I love Harrison Ford. Yes. Uh, I like dogs. <laughs> I like dogs. Uh, I just remember. I have no desire. I had no desire to go see this movie, except that, you know, I got free passes, and I have a friend who l- loves Harrison Ford and loves dogs. And I was like, Maggie, do you want to go see this movie with me? <laughs> and she's like, yes. I'm the target audience for this movie. And that was the exact quote she said after the movie. She goes, I was the target audience for this movie. And... It's so we went. I went in with very low expectations because it's a CGI dog, and it's you know it just didn't look very good. Um, How does Harrison look? Does great. He look he's got a big bushy beard. CGI. Are they playing he's that moving around? Like, okay. Hey, Harrison's actually dead, but here's a CGI body thing. Yeah. No, he's getting old just, though. Yeah, he's like yeah. almost eighty, and I just yeah. they're going to start like filming Indiana Jones five like sometime this summer or fall. He's still sure. kicking. And he's man. like going to be full indie. Like that's yeah, what they're, like he's going to do the stunts and yeah, love okay. it. I'm all about it. I can't. Um, I still need to see two and three. I've only seen four and one. You're embarrassing. <laughs> In that order. In that order. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so yeah. Uh, so I went in very low expectations. Right. Definitely was not excited to see this movie, but I was like, you know, I'll see it. It's free, whatever. Um, it's like fun. Yep. It's not amazing. It's definitely like a PG movie geared towards kids, and it's just like a nice feel-good story. The thing is, is like because the dogs, and it's not just like the main dog Buck. It's there's a other, several other dogs involved throughout the story. And Harrison Ford actually, while he plays like the biggest human part in the movie, he's only in the movie for like half the movie. Hmm. He doesn't come in until later. Interesting. And, and it's like the story is about the dog. Have you guys read the book? No. The Call of the Wild. No. Yes. I have not. Shocker. <laughs> oh, that's what it's about? It's based, like, on, it is, based, it is based on yeah. a book. Yeah. Oh, I might see it then. I love The Call of the Wild. I read it, I read it in, yeah, I read it in like third yeah. or fourth grade or whatever. It was, like, it was yeah. like required. You had to read that in like Where the Red Fern Grows, which by the way, I never That is a dope and, book. And The Giver. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> you ever watched The Giver? Did you yeah. like Where the Red Fern Grows? Loved it. I'm going to go on a tangent It's a great quick. book. Shocker. When I was in the sixth grade, we had to read Where the Red Fern Grows, and every day we would get quizzed on chapters in class. Ew. After like the third or fourth day, I kept just bombing all of these <laughs> tests. And my teacher said, if you feel like you're not doing well on your tests, please write on the back of your quiz today 
what you can do to improve your scores. It was like a teaching method. And I wrote, after bombing numerous tests in a row, her name was Mrs. Hudock. I remember she was actually a very nice teacher. And I said, Mrs. Hudock, I'm not reading this book because I don't like it. I think I was like, it's a waste of time. And honestly, <laughs> if I could read another book over this, I would. I would gladly take another assignment instead of this. How far into the book did you actually get? I don't know, maybe like a quarter or halfway through. Ten. Okay, you know? so you actually did open the book. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I did. <laughs> I hate knows? this cover. Who knows? <laughs> so anyways, I, I do that. I, I bomb the test. I, I, give, I give away my answer, you know, my suggested improvements, whatever yeah. you want to call it. I'm at home that day. I will never forget this. I'm laying on the couch. I was watching the Cubs play. My mom was in the kitchen behind us doing work. And she was at the kitchen table on her laptop or whatever. And all of a sudden, her phone rings. And she just picks up. She goes, hi, this is Kim. And then she, it's like a brief pause. And she goes, oh, hi, Mrs. Hudock. And then my like <laughs> heart just like sank. Yeah, And she was knew. like, no, Luke did not tell me he requested an, al- an alternative assignment. But I'll be sure to talk with him. And then the next day, while everyone got to watch the movie in class, I had to go to the library and read the book. Nice. And guess what, what? Mrs. Hudock, if you're listening, <laughs> I never read it. I sat there the whole time and I daydreamed. Again, she was a very nice teacher. That's weird. That's a weird punishment. Yeah, because I think it was like... Making him read a book? Yeah, like, why, no, I, why I think, not make I, it try... Like, well, no, because I don't like it. It's like, as a teacher, don't force somebody to do something they don't want to do unless it's part of, like, the curriculum. I mean, which I, I assume yeah, is part of the well, curriculum. Yeah. But at least, like, do something to, like, help you yeah. be like hey if you read this book like we can work through it we'll or give you a I dog can... yeah <laughs> we'll give you a fern <laughs> your own fern you can name him hank uh yeah so that's that's my uh history with where the red fern grows did you ever read uh, like the that. giver no i've read the giving tree though god that shell silverstein that guy gets you <laughs> it's a different but yeah i know he's great too uh, Anyways, back gi- to the movie. The, the Giver's okay. good. That was our TV time. Anyway, yeah. So uh, I didn't know it was based. Yes, off it's based on the book. Sometimes when we go on long tangents, it kind of reminds me of Family Guy when like they're yeah. like, yeah. that reminds me of this, this, and this, and then like they leave. cut away, and then it's like a two-minute like joke cut scene, and then mm-hmm. they come back. That's what I, you know. Anyways, very similar. 69th episode. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so you liked it yeah i enjoyed it it's definitely not great so the thing about the cgi dog is that it makes it less endearing because it's not a real dog Mm -hmm. so you don't like well at least for me who can like just because i don't like just oogle over dogs constantly in real life that i'm not like when i see a fake one on tv I know it's fake and what it's going through is not fucking real. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have to be concerned about this dog's well-being because it's a fake dog on, in a fake story. Mm-hmm. But because the dog is CGI'd, they can make it do things that you can't normally do with a dog. Like pay taxes? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking, paying taxes. Uh, That's a great scene. Um, is that, is that you a know what I mean? Like thing? the dog is like, they can make the dog extra athletic or Buck. they can give it certain <laughs> like... <Buck the> <laughs> That's the sequel. Uh, they can make the dog like give him debt. Buck, I need your help. I, I buck, buddy, I need you. Trouble. you be my buck, buddy. I got a bad feeling about this. Mm-hmm. And true. then Buck just does its taxes. Yeah, and that's how it ends. You can make the dog. <laughs> so you, you can give the it? dog like certain facial expressions or features that you can't with a real dog because you can just program it however the hell you want. And like so, that kind of helps in ways, but and the story is nice. It's you know, it's just this mostly feel good story with some drama built in or whatever. 
but it's definitely nothing special. It's geared towards kids, young adults, uh, people who have read the book. I have a question. Harry, you go first. I, parents with kids. I, I I have to apologize. I did not read this fucking book. <laughs> I thought you read it. No. You lied? Here's a different book. Oh. <laughs> I read The Hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, a horror book? No, no, it's a story about a kid who crashes in a plane and then survi- survives in the wild. With a dog? No, I don't remember I th- if there was a dog. I think there was like... What are with all these there... young adult like coming of age novels like where the red fern grows call the wild and there's like dogs involved? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know why... I, I thought... love dogs. I don't know if I've ever learned a life lesson from one though. I mean, the I Hatchet to... is a novel by Gary Paulson? Yes. Or something Paulson? I have a question. I have, Harry Paulson. I have 100% not read this book. I will never read this book. I will probably never see this movie, but I want to guess... At the entire plot of the movie right now, okay. and you are going to wink if I get it right. That way, <laughs> okay. we don't spoil it for any of the listeners okay. who are dying to see the Call of the Wild. So, if I get this right, you give me a wink and make it a seductive wink too. Okay. It's the 69th okay. episode. I'm going to predict that this movie starts off in the beginning. Buck is the dog's name, you said. Correct. He is going to be with his, maybe some other dogs. Maybe the mom or the dad gets killed along the way. It forces Buck to go out on the wild. He runs into Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's this old, you know, guy who's a mountain man, does everything by his own. He's grumpy. He hates life, but he finds the dog. They befriend each other. At first, he doesn't like the dog. Then they become good friends. They do some crazy adventures, a couple of them with near-death experiences. At the end of the movie, Buck dies. And Harrison Ford um, can't Moves file his taxes because he's a human. <laughs> and that is not right. Damn it! <laughs> oh, that man. is not right. Okay, well, I like my movie better. You're not like terribly like, far off, but you're not right. Sound like Bambi. Hmm. Was was I was my ending right? Winkin's no, ending was right. the ending was not correct. Does, does Harrison, Harrison die? Does, <laughs> does does Kylo push him off? Yes, that's exactly what happened. Kylo Ren appears and oh, kills God. him. You were ah, supposed ah, to blink. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> right, but now we have to start the whole episode over because the Call of the Wild fans are going to be livid at us. Okay, so real quick, we've, I love how we've just stretched these reviews yeah. every time. It's great, though. What would, if you had these uh, skill 1 to 10, what would you give the Call out of the Wild? A 5. Out oh, of... so you liked Downhill more. Oh, yeah, for sure. I thought based Downhill on is a better movie. I thought when we first talked, you would have said Call of the Wild. No. Like, Interesting. I think I'm just slightly more critical of Downhill movie because there's more expectations and mm-hmm. like you expect it to be better and it is a better movie yeah it's just i literally expected nothing or worse from the call of the wild and i it was just fun question and nice for you in a you, simple way we've gotten these screenings now for over a year you've seen a couple movies of these screens you haven't liked i know for a fact if you had to uh, which was worse my spy or midway midway oh interesting Interesting. That's a war movie, too. I know. Midway's wow. bad, though. Yeah. Midway's bad. I saw that it's out on DVD. I'm not going to rent it. <laughs> I might. No, you won't. No, okay. absolutely not. So that's it for those reviews. Let's get to the uh, the main the main event, the main course, the Pierre de Resistance. I think it's pronounced, if you speak French like I do sometimes. Uh, it's pronounced I parasite. Have, <laughs> I have a Reese's Pieces. Sometimes I can't say it because of my accent. That's my French accent. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. There go the French listeners. There's a... Collar pole. <laughs> Get the hook. Get the hook. All right. Anyway, so Parasite was our movie of the month. It won the Oscar for Best Original Screenplay, Best International Feature Film, Best Director Bong Joon Ho, and Best Picture. I believe those are it. If there's any more, I apologize. I'm going to start off with my initial opinions on this movie, then I will pivot over to Tom and Sean. Because we literally just watched this movie, yes. finished watching it like an hour and a right half. Right before ago. we started recording, yeah. yes. I watched it the night before the Oscars, and I'll say this. 
I very much enjoyed it. I, in the beginning, will I will raise my hand and play the part of the lazy, arrogant American, whatever you want to call it. I sometimes subtitles movies. They're not my jam. And the reason for that being is it's not because I don't want to give foreign language films a chance. Well, I, I just think we all know how much you're reading. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's the rate. It's the reading part, and truly, but it makes sense though. I have a tough time kind of deciphering. Do I want to focus on the dialogue or do I want to focus right. on the acting on screen? Right. And when you're bouncing back and forth after a while, I'm honestly, I don't know what I should be like focusing on because mm-hmm. you need to see the dialogue so you can follow the story. But I also, as an actor and as a general moviegoer, I want to see the performances and Correct. see if you know, I'm. Uh, clicking with them at all once i got past like the first 40 to 45 minutes and the story really kicks in i very much enjoyed this movie would i go as far as to say i think it should have won best picture probably not but that's okay because it did and the overwhelming majority love this movie right. and it I, is very good i think i could concur with you and, that i and would and not I, just, give it yeah it would not have gotten my best but i just want to say this that's again that's not me being like well it's you know foreign language i'm not saying that at all like because it's a foreign language film it shouldn't win best picture that's bullshit um I think also what it stands for that a foreign language film did win a best picture. I think it's phenomenal because it opens mm-hmm. up more, you know, entries for other types of cinema that people can see. Because had this movie not been nominated for an Oscar, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have seen it. Right. Just as simple as that. Uh, since it kind of got that prestige and those accolades, it forced me to see it, and I'm better off for it because I ended up really leaving it. Uh, ended up leaving the movie really enjoying it. So, yeah, I, I'd probably go like a solid 8 out of 10 for it. I don't think it would have mm-hmm. cracked my top 10, but it probably would have been maybe right around there with like Uncut Gems, Richard Jewell, Dolomite, things like that. Let's uh, let's start with the subtitles. Okay. Uh, I enjoy watching with subtitles only because I'm, I've said this before. Over and over again, I can actually read the story while listening to it, and that just helps me understand the story. When I do do this, when I do do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, how's your headache? It's better now. That's why I did that joke. Uh, If I still had a headache, I wouldn't have done (laughs) So when I do. How's yours, I should say? I I don't have. I don't ever have a headache. Okay, continue. Uh, When I do read the subtitles, though, I I read them really quickly. So I, I get through what is said and then i can look up and like watch the acting um it's really funny because i was focusing while i was watching the film i was focusing on like what you were saying of like trying to do both at the same time but then i would just like try it for like 10 seconds and then immediately forget that i was trying to do it Mm -hmm. um i think that says a lot about the film in general uh really enjoyable um is it my favorite movie that I've seen, and do I feel like it should have won Best Film of the Year? No. And it's not... A, there's there's no specificity to it. Mm-hmm, I right. think just, like, story... You're not, you're not degrading the film. Not at all. Itself. You're just not at all. I think you don't I think like, it's the best. Yeah. I, I mean, I personally like Joker more. Um, I even like 1917 more. Um, but... It was an interesting story. I love that uh, Bong, Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho? Yeah, I love that he directed it and wrote it. That's always really cool for yep. a director to be the writer also and mm-hmm. like know exactly what he wants. Um, definitely not uh, expecting anything that did happen, so that's really cool. I'm typically really like always looking in the future of films, so it's really hard for me to like be surprised by stuff. But this one was pretty surprising. Um 
I guess we can talk about nah, it. But we'll yeah, right. Um, but yeah, it was it was enjoyable. Um, I really like the slow pacing of it, but that's a that's a me thing. Yep. Uh, so I actually got to know the characters and like know what they actually would do in specific situations. Um, by the end, I thought it was I thought it was starting to get a little. Uh, some of the choices of the actors were getting a little fanciful. Yeah. Um, I think the dad's reaction. Well, I still think the story got a little fanciful. Yeah, definitely. Me. I mean, it started to feel like. I mean, the whole time, I, I always try and look at, like, how a character, who's telling the story, like, who whose eyes are we actually seeing from uh-huh. their viewpoint, um, and I think it just kind of flipped back and forth a lot for me, so it was hard to get a read on, like, okay, where's this opinion coming from, um, but, yeah, I enjoyed no it. No pun intended, but kind of what you said, how it gets a little fanciful at the end. Yeah. And 69th episode and all. I feel like the, the climax, truly, of the movie... Um, well, it's definitely I, the birthday party scene. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Right. But I feel like... I, I thought it was good. That scene was good. Yeah. I don't think it's the best scene in the movie. And I know yeah. that, and that's like Agreed. the big culmination of everything, that birthday scene at the end. And I definitely can agree with you. I feel like almost in a little way, maybe it's like, this is the climax. We've got to do something big. we got to do something kind of outrageous. Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of shit definitely hits the fan there. For me, the, I, the the part I enjoy the most is when they uh, the family comes home and they're trying to clean everything up and yeah. they're trying to get the you know the the prior uh, workers back into the basement and mm-hmm. everything like that. Um, so that's just kind of a tangent for me. But what did you think, Tom? Um, I enjoyed the movie very much. I don't have a problem with subtitles. Uh, I have seen plenty of foreign movies and I don't mind subtitles. Um, uh, I think this movie is. It's a really good movie. Uh, I don't think it's incredible. Um, it's very well made. I'm not going to argue with uh, Bong Joon-ho getting Best Director. I personally would have given it to Sam Mendes mm-hmm. upon review. Um, I don't think it's... It's definitely not my favorite movie of the past year. Uh, it probably would have cracked my top ten. Probably <clears throat> probably somewhere between five and eight. I don't know. Maybe even five okay. or four. Yep. Um, it's uh i think it's well acted i particularly enjoyed the daughter of the lower class family mm-hmm. yeah that played like the good. art teacher art um, therapist yeah. i enjoyed her character the most and i did enjoy the dad towards the end when he was like struggling with that whole you know because he talks about how nice the family is mm-hmm. and then and then they have that conversation about oh they're just nice because they're rich mm-hmm. yeah and then he sort of see, you know, because the scene you were talking about where they have to clean up and then they hide under the coffee table. They hear the rich husband and wife talking about the dad, the lower class dad, and how he smells mm. bad, you know, smells like the subway or whatever. And that's like when the, the dad really starts to like change his opinion about them, yeah. not just being, you know, nice, but... You know, because, you know, he starts to get personally insulted or whatever. Even though, you know, it's like he's not directly insulting yeah. you, mm-hmm. but he is talking about you and you just happen to be hearing it. And then that, like, scene right before he stabbed, mm-hmm. the dad stabs the upper class father at the birthday party. You know, they're hiding behind the bushes. And he says, just the rich dad tells him, you know, just think of this as part of your job. And it's like he realizes, like, I've had enough of this life, yeah. you know, and I'm, you know, he makes a choice, obviously, to kill the, the rich dad. But 
Um, so I enjoyed that like sort of turn mm-hmm. character of the character most. And Sean, you were talking about like who the story focuses on because mm-hmm. you definitely think it's the son of the lower class family yep. going on. But then it's sort of you're right; it does sort of lose that in the middle there, and it sort of in my mind transitions to the dad but it's not like real clear yeah and i mean i have an opinion on why that is and it's because the son was going to get killed off uh quote unquote yeah um and then so when when he does get attacked and hit over the head you're like oh okay that's why we've completely flipped from the son to the dad because now the dad becomes like the anti-hero right um and in the the blow of losing the son is lessened because we've basically stopped mm-hmm. stopped his story. Um, there was something. Uh, oh, there's something about the dad and his just the character development that I I can understand like the pressure and stress and like being made fun of um, that it would drive him to stab the rich dad, mm-hmm. but. There was something about it that just seemed way too quick. Like there were the the like the turn in like him was just right. like automatic and it and it didn't have enough of a burn. Right, like because if, he again, like nothing terrible happened to him. Right. And Except like nothing, for like his house flooding. Yeah, but that but, like had nothing to do with the rich right. family. That was just like circumstances. I think though for that but, that's a thing where you said it perfectly, he's had enough of this life and it was you know, maybe the house flooding and he thinks back to the comedy made that he overheard that night when they were trying to get out of the house and then the comment the dad makes them behind the bushes right before they're mm-hmm. about to like scare the kids or whatever that he just had enough of this life. Yeah, and it's I mean, definitely less. I think it's less like a tipping point. The stab, yeah, the stabbing of the rich dad is, I think, less about. It wasn't about killing that dad specifically. Yeah. It's like the lower class dad was attacking his own lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he was just so fed up with his life. It wasn't about killing this dude specifically. It yeah. was about killing a rich person or just being fed up with your life in general. And he just happened to be taking it out on the rich dad. And, and that makes more sense than actually attacking a physical, like, human being who has, like, mistreated you, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's, I mean, it, what, it, what is the word he, uh, the son uses uh, throughout the entire thing? This is, this is, uh, uh, he, when he grabs the rock, he says, Oh, um, not when he says when, clinging to me no when what one thing when one thing represents another thing like a, a bigger thing gosh <laughs> darn it no well i, I we're at a standstill metaphor yeah yeah meta, metaphoric right yeah. i mean he keeps saying that word like this is i don't even know if that's the real word he uses but it's the same meaning yeah. what um, did you guys think but that's that... a good metaphor for it like yeah. he's not he's not stabbing this man because he mistreated right. him so badly it's poor stabbing the rich yeah yeah it was really more a representation or of the situation it, than it was or finally people. flipping it and having the poor finally take advantage of those yeah. who are above them what did you guys think of the very ending so obviously the movie ends there's the birthday party the lower class dad yeah. stabs the upper class dad kills him and then he flees mm-hmm. he then returns well, to the cellar right the as soon as like you see the news clip like they talk about you know, while the son's like in the hospital, the police come to interview him, and then the news—they show the news clips, and they're like, yeah. "The you know, the we're looking for Mr. Kim. He's disappeared." And I thought immediately, "Oh my God, he's in the basement." Yeah, I didn't. And, I didn't get it until um, the son was looking, and I saw the Morse code going yeah. off. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, very good. Yeah, he's in the like basement." It. So did yeah. you guys? And then, but the very end, it it appears that 
the son and the dad are writing to each other, and then the son eventually gets success and wealth throughout his life as he gets older. He buys the house where all this goes down. Well, the, well I don't think that actually happens. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm at, that's what yeah. I'm asking. Yeah. yeah, it's all a dream sequence. At the Correct. End of it. Um, it was well, a projection. Yeah, so it's like a my plan. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. my thing is, do you, did you guys like that? At first, it seems like it's going to be a, a good, happy ending. The dad comes out from the basement, they mm-hmm. hug and everything. Mm-hmm. But then it's kind of like that cold thing and then he's like he writes and he says until then or whatever yeah and you find out the son's actually still in yeah. the basement yeah. of like their yet, old apartment it hasn't happened yeah. yes because had that after everything that had happened if it had turned out to have a quote-unquote happy ending 69th episode uh i was i was i was immediately like i don't like this ending when it shows them like meeting like the dad coming out of the basement meeting them on the front mm-hmm. lawn I, agree. I was like i don't like this so when it went you know 30 seconds longer and it turned out to be that was just a fantasy projection of the future i was like yes this is much better i wish it would have just ended with the dad in the basement though that's what i really wanted like the you know like the representation of like him taking the place of the people who had been living in the basement before him like going underground even though he had been trying to get out from underground the other time and resulting and having to go underground because i also liked it talked about he had that conversation after their apartment flooded he's in they're sleeping on that gym floor with his son and he's talking about a plan and how Mm -hmm. it's no good sense to ever have a plan because then when you don't have a plan when things go bad like there's nothing to be upset about Mm -hmm. well then the dad didn't have a plan he just randomly kills this guy and he now he's arguably in a worse off position because he's basically in prison in the basement of this house yep yep yeah Um, i i think i'm with you i'm glad i like that they didn't go for the the traditional everything ends perfectly yeah. i and i really the second time watching it i it wouldn't have been as powerful yeah. if you just make it have a happy ending the second right? time kind of catching the right. tail when you guys are watching it they do a really good job of at first making it seem like that's what they're gonna do mm-hmm. the cuts really good the music kind of fades out they have a you know a black screen dark screen for like a good amount of you know seconds or whatever and then it goes to that other scene because i remember I remember when I was first watching, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I like this. Like, it's going to just end, like, happy ending. Mm-hmm. And then when it goes to that just very quick scene of the sun saying, like, but until then, so long or whatever, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. It was all a dream. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. it was all, it's a fantasy. It was all a dream. <laughs> I used to read Word Up magazine. Thank you. Salt and pepper have a D up in the limousine. Mm-hmm. Very good. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, anything else about Parasite? I mean, um, overall, I, I would score, like, yeah, probably like a solid 8 out of 10. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I really uh, once I got again through that first forty minutes, and again it wasn't that the first forty minutes was bad by any means. It no. just took me a little bit to get oh. used to because yeah. I don't watch a ton of these movies. Actually, and for like someone who like doesn't take the time to get used to the subtitles, I actually thought the beginning of the movie they really got into it. Like the son takes the job and then immediately gets his sister the job, and then immediately dad gets the job, mm-hmm. and then the mom. Like they really got it moving. Like, and that like takes up the first 45 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the movie runs a little over two hours. And I thought, wow, what's going to happen from yeah, here? Exactly. I had no idea what they were going to do. And it definitely took a direction that I did not think it was going to take. I mean, I knew like quote unquote shit had to go down. Yeah. I just didn't know what kind of stuff. And it did not go a direction. I thought it was going to go with the whole secret basement yeah. and, you know, guy living down there. And well, this movie too, uh, had a huge when I first watched it the, this movie had a lot in its favor because I knew literally nothing about mm-hmm. this movie I knew it was called Parasite mm-hmm. I knew it was favored to win some Oscars and I watched it the night before the Oscars and the only little clip scene of anything that I could recall of seeing this movie prior to actually watching it 
was when like the brother and sister outside and they're like doing like that like they're like talking like going over the story with each other and mm-hmm. they're like almost not singing right. they're like yeah. saying something or yep. like singing a song yeah it's and like... i saw like 10 seconds of it mm-hmm. and then i was like i don't know what's going on i'm just gonna stop watching now so i actually watched the whole movie yeah. and so i think that in turn really helped me enjoy the movie more um because i don't i mean i haven't gone back and watched trailer. i don't know if it spoils you know that I mean, because when I saw what was going on in the, like the whole thing with the basement, yeah. I was like, I was like, whoa, like this is taking a turn. Oh, yeah, right. And so, yeah, that, and, and then again, that was my favorite scene in the whole movie when, you know, the, the lady comes over she goes to the basement, she gets her husband out, shit hits the fan. And mm-hmm. then they're trying to scramble because the family yeah. gets back. I mean, I think that entire sequence yeah. is, is without question the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, um, Parasite. Yeah. I mean, also there's, uh, something to be said about there being music involved, uh, and, and you not noticing it mm-hmm. um so that i think that was something they re- did really well like i th- there was not one point where the music took me out of it at all um and so that that's a good thing but there's also something to be said about 1917 where the music like music musical score brings everything to a scene yeah yeah um so it, it was just really cool to see those differences between 1917 and this yeah, and we talked about Oscars again last week, and I don't, we don't need to go through the whole thing. Like, I thought this should have won over this and that because we did that last week. But I mean, I'm again, I can't say this enough. I'm cool with Parasite winning. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I don't. I think in terms not of, upset about it. I, I think in terms of just in general, what it means yeah. is that you know the the historical element behind it. I think it's really cool. Um, so I'm game with it. And I was I was worried though. I was gonna hate like when I before watching it. I was worried I was going to really hate it mm-hmm. because I knew everyone was really digging it and yeah. I didn't want to be like the one guy like I'm not I don't it's not a good look to be like I'm not liking this foreign language film yeah, as everyone yeah. else is like oozing over it yeah. so I was kind of worried that I just wasn't going to like it but no I can honestly say I enjoyed it I would give, so. I would give it a solid 7.85 Harrison Fords out of 10 <laughs> oh good would you rather watch this again or Call of the Wild my version, though. I would rather read The Giver. Okay. <laughs> Giving Tree. How about you, Shell? Uh, where the Red Fern Grows. Okay. No, not, we've no. had We've had enough out of you, madam. <laughs> so that's going to do it for this episode. <laughs> Guys, gals, everyone who's listening, thanks all so much for listening. As always, you can follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Anchor. We're dropping episodes every Monday for now on, for at least the foreseeable future, we'll say. And, of course, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can like the page on Facebook. And if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, concerns, or you just want to say hi, uh, email us at theunemployedguyspodcast.com. Please do. Please do. Please do. Next week, trivia. It's going to be a family affair, family versus friends brother versus brother it's gonna be a great time gonna be a good one so yeah that'll do it tom thanks for being here tom is gonna see the invisible man on tuesday on tuesday i might be joining him i might not but tom will be seeing it so i might be there review that i might be i might be the invisible Invisible man Man at the invisible man Mm -hmm. you never know the cloak of invisibility that's a harry potter reference sean huh have a great cloak of invisibility yes (laughs) have a great week also the elder wand yeah. Thank you. That's great. That's Sean Young. Uh, thank you. My name is not Sean Young. It's Luke Conus. <laughs> thank you. Happy 69th episode, and Shawnee. Happy 69, everybody. Go, go find some, go find some love and and love everybody, and also just get a job. 69. <laughs>